The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, the 12th of July, 2012. Oh, my God. Dave, I, I can't believe it. It's the, <laughs> halfway through July. Like, I, I know I say this every week, and maybe it's because we only do this like 52 times a year, but <laughs> wow, the year is just is flying. Summer's almost gone, and I'm just getting used to it. I, well, I don't know if it's almost gone. We're, we're about a quarter way through. <laughs> well, you're in Victoria. I'm not sure if you guys have even had it yet, but we got more than enough of it here. Yeah, it's true. We're uh, we're about one week into our real uh, real summer sun and and all that sort of stuff. So we got we got beautiful weather for Scoffest and uh, you know a wonderful weekend coming up. But yeah, I saw that Facebook post. You and Mary at Scoffest, dude. I am envious. Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty awesome show. Yeah. Okay. I need a few minutes. I'm, uh... The listeners might be surprised to know that I'm remarkably pissed off about something, but this time, friends... This time, um... I'm pretty sure that the vast majority are going to join me in being really pissed off about something. Earlier today, Search Engine Watch writer Miranda Miller was threatened by the editor-in-chief of a UK-based online magazine called The Colonel. Milos Yiannopoulos, editor-in-chief of The Colonel, threatened to send somebody with a ball gag over to Miranda's front door to shut her up because she has an opinion. Now, I read a lot, and I often read between the lines, and you know what? I don't think i got to read between the lines too deeply to understand that that is a rape threat. So, to be clear, I'm angry that the editor-in-chief of The Colonel, a UK-based technology magazine, threatened a personal friend of mine, a writer for Search Engine Watch and a member of the search marketing family with rape because she has an opinion. That's incredibly beyond unacceptable. On yeah. a bunch of different levels. One, rape is a crime against humanity. Two, anybody is allowed to have an opinion. And three, misogyny is not welcome in our industry. We're better than that. We're smarter than that. We're not 14-year-olds sitting at the keyboard 
masturbating to our misogynist rape and ball gag fantasies. That is not who we are. Mito Yiannopoulos, editor-in-chief of The Colonel, that is who you are, sir. You are a tiny little man masturbating to your own rape fantasies. Stop it. I urge you to immediately publish a retraction in The Colonel and apologize to Miranda. Because that's wrong, dude. You can't do that. So just so everybody out there in Radio Land knows who they're reading when they read Colonel or Milos Yiannopoulos, you're reading the words of somebody who thinks it's okay to threaten women with their own rape fantasies. I want to be really clear on this. The man's name is Milos Yiannopoulos, otherwise known as at Nero on Twitter, and he thinks it's okay to threaten women with rape just because he doesn't like what they say. And he did that to one of ours. Act accordingly. Okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm glad I got that out because I am so angry. Yeah, I think we all are, Jim. I think we all are. I mean, it's, you know, it always sucks when, uh, because you, well, you know and I know this happened uh, a couple of years ago as well, and it always is a, you know, yeah, unfortunate that it is a clear reminder when it happens to one of our own that this is something that is, is dealt with on a, on a you know, global scale. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it happens in, in our own industry and in, in a point where we're, we're visible, and it's just a reminder of, uh, of what's going on and you're right. Rightfully, it, uh, it pisses people off and, and, and pisses us off. Yeah. Miranda is a good writer. She's got brilliant insight. She's usually dead on in her opinion. And you know what? She was absolutely right about the... Uh, she was absolutely right about her opinion on the article, which was titled, Google is Suddenly a Writer's Best Friend. And in this, the writer John Norris... Well... Let's see. First, he calls SEO a brand new industry. Um, calls us all absolute manipulators. Um, says that we're very most like uh, demand media. We're content farmers. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, oh, I, and at the very end, at the very end of all of it, goes on to say he's going to teach SEO or that he's pushing SEO lessons from a third party. And what I think he ticked off Miranda was this guy clearly not knowing about SEO while writing about it and then telling people he'd teach them or help teach them about it. (laughs) So, you know, she just wrote back that, you know, this isn't right. You can't do this. You're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. You're just going to unleash a whole bunch of know nothing on the industry. And we already have too many of them in this industry. And then Mr. Yiannopoulos and his supporters started going to town on Miranda. Like the condescending children they are. So. One final time, I'm calling you out, Milos Yiannopoulos, you little prick. Don't threaten women in any industry with rape or anywhere with rape, but especially don't threaten women in the social market community with rape. You will not hear the end of this. 
let's move on. Well, where where to where to go from there? Um, I'll carry us in a in a kind of uh, related topic, just to, just to, to bring up point and 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 looking at the article itself, which you know, you know, of course, I had to read. Um, one of the things that, that's you know a, a supplemental uh, um, shame to this. I mean, obviously, you know, you've already discussed the the primary issue, um, but looking at, at just the article, it could have led to. Uh, yes, I, I of course disagree with a lot of it, but it could have led to you know what's a, what's an often recurring debate, but a good debate for us all to have. Um, you know, on on what's right, what's wrong. You know, when he says it's a writer's best friend, well, is that good writers? Is that you know, as, as they say, you know, just just bulk, you know, it, it just jam crappy content in there. I know Matt was discussing that with Eric Ang recently. Um, you know, and, and how good content is generated versus. Oh, that's uh, a great article. I, I'm glad you mentioned that. That is a great article that Eric published the interview with Matt on content. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a worthwhile, and this could have led to a worthwhile debate had had uh, Milo kept his you know ridiculous opinions to himself and actually made this a a real for real you know let's engage in a debate over this. Um, let's admit that sometimes we may write things sort of offhand. You've done it, I've done it, right? I mean, and and, and I'm sure the writer here in in this case wrote as well. You'll say things, and it's not—it's taken out of context, or it may not have been exactly what you meant. And that's when you engage in the debate and go, "This is what good content is. This is what bad is. This is what you know." And this is a real debate that should be taking place, and and it is in some cases, and it's not in others. But this would have been another platform for it, and he just just ruined that and turned the the the, the discussion into something uh, much more horrific, well, okay. um, if, and, and took if, it off the top. If you disagree with something I write or something I say. Or something I put up as a post in someone's blog or up on Facebook. Wonderful. Disagree with me. Talk about the issues. Talk about the points I made. Show me and everybody else where I was wrong. I welcome that. I love that. But if you want to go after me as a person, you don't even know me. Some folks want to go after the writer as a person. That's just wrong. We're all allowed opinions. That's the beauty of freedom. Yeah. Oh, I, I I wholeheartedly agree. And and I mean, this is a great subject. Maybe we'll uh, we'll grab a couple guests on content and uh, and and have exactly this discussion. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I, it's too bad that that such a great thing got turned into such a such a ridiculous and and, and negative uh, thing against a, a really great person. So it's well, again, just had, really had, had he simply taken issue with uh, with the points she made, I wouldn't care. But he threatened rape. Yeah. Um, that's so beyond the line, Milo Yiannopoulos. That is so beyond the line. Well, okay. Um, I'd love to find a, a funny segue into other stuff on the show. So, um, you know what? The funniest segue I can find to anything is just one word. Yahoo. Because <laughs> 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 they did it again. Yahoo claims that uh, hackers raided 450,000 user passwords primarily from the uh, VOIP service that Yahoo offers through their instant messengers, Yahoo Voice. So just so folks out there know, there is a company or a group of hackers who call themselves the Deed Company, D33D, 
company. They're claiming responsibility for the attack. They have 453,000 login credentials from the um, Yahoo Voices service. Do you use Yahoo Voices? Your uh, passwords may have been compromised. I really hope you're not using the same password on your bank account. Uh, Yahoo, I mean, Jesus. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, you know, the rate that this is happening these days, I just need to get a pop-up reminder every morning to change all my passwords on everything I use, because who knows where it's coming from. It's you know, These hackers are getting in all over the place. You know, it was LinkedIn last time, and uh, Sony before. I mean, it's, it's all over the place, so... Um, you know, you know, I, I, mean, I, I pick on Yahoo, but you, you can't even really pick on them. It, it's a, such a widespread problem, I and mean, we need to start looking at uh, at security right now and um, you know culpability for this sort of stuff. Well, indeed, that's a good question, eh? We've seen um, who was it? We uh, Sony got ripped off. Um, Yahoo's just gotten ripped off uh, a few weeks ago. I'm trying to remember who who else got ripped off. Who who else had their the, the, the passwords compromised and. I've never seen anybody get sued for this or charged for the carelessness of having their, you know, user base pass- login and passwords ripped off. There is culpability, but where does it lie? Right. And you what's know? enough, right? I mean, because there is a point where you've done everything you can and the hackers just beat you with a new exploit. You had no way of knowing. You know, not, but where do we draw the line? How do we get an industry to come in and go we're making sure everything's up to snuff on on all counts here like who who gets to decide what that maximum is and then what happens if you don't do enough i vote for bennett kelly personally uh <laughs> cyber law internet center <laughs> i vote for bennett <laughs> okay speaking of uh of folks in the industry um friends we have sad news um many of you will already know this um but uh, and I know it's been mentioned on a number of other shows. We're going to mention it, too. Ron Jones, author, SEO, and educator. Um, well-known and well-loved SEO pioneer Ron Jones died on July 30th of metastasized melanoma. He was president and CEO of Symmetry Internet Marketing. He also served on the board of, uh, board of directors for Sempo. And he wrote one of the seminal books, uh, keyword intelligence, keyword research for social search and beyond. That's a foundation work on understanding the power of keyword determination and usage. Ron passed on July 30th, and his wife Stacy has asked that um, gifts, donations, and memorials be made by check to the Funeral and Burial Fund. And um, if, you ch- if you jump over to Search Engine Watch, you can find. Uh, I'm going to read the address off as well. Uh, but if you jump over to the search engine watch, uh, uh, you can find the address. It's Pearson Jefferson Funeral Service, 213 West Mountain Street, Kernsville, North Carolina, 27284. Please mark your checks for the benefit of the Ron Jones Burial Fund. And again, if you go over to search engine watch, um, you, can see, uh, you, you, can, you can see the notice. Um. And incidentally, uh, the studio was correct. I said July 30th. Uh, he died on June 30th, a couple of weeks ago. Um, Sempo was also accepting donations for, uh, from their members for, for the burial fund for Ron. Um, I met Ron a couple of times at conferences. Ron Jones, you, you're going to be missed. Rest in peace, brother. Indeed. <sighs> okay. Uh, 
Market share. It's Comscore time again. <laughs> I just love how we jump from like thing to thing to thing to thing. It's Comscore time again. And, uh, well, it looks like Google still got it. <laughs> yep. Shocking. In uh, June of, June of uh, 2012, Google was responsible for 66.8% of all web searches. Microsoft Search, 15.6%. Yahoo, 13.0%. Now, you kind of got to mix the Microsoft and Yahoo numbers together because the engines are, you know, kind of, you know, integrated. However, um, Microsoft sites, people typing Bing or using the Microsoft uh, search bar, 15.6%. People typing Yahoo or using the Yahoo toolbar, 13%. Interestingly... Ask is still around. Three percent of all searches conducted in the United States in June, twenty twelve. And I mean, can you imagine how many searches three percent constitutes? Well, let's ask has three percent. You know, just a few years ago, when they were a credible search engine, they had five and a half percent. So you know, um, either some people have no idea what they're looking for in a search tool, or um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lastly, um, AOL is rounding out the pack at 1.5%. Um, I'm pretty sure AOL is still fed by Google, although I've, I'd have to ask uh, Bruce Clay about that, um, or maybe Simon Heseltine. But um, those are your numbers, friends. Google's up front, 66.8%, followed by Microsoft, 156 Yahoo at 13.0%. And then there's just, you know, very little relevance thereafter. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Were you surprised by any of those numbers at all? Any? Uh, yeah, you know, a little bit I am. Um, I'm surprised that Yahoo sites aren't declining faster. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, happy, they, I'm happy they're not because I do want that credible third party in there. Although, again, given that Yahoo and Bing results are virtually, you know, the same. Um. I would like to, I, I, you know what, for some reason, as much as I make fun of them, I want Yahoo to succeed. I got this little bit of thing inside me that wants them to do well. So, right. you know. They won't, um, but it's a nice sentiment. <laughs> Indeed. And even if they do, they'll, they'll chuck that up, won't they? <laughs> like, you see how I use the word chuck instead of the word, well, you know, <laughs> we're saying PG all day. <laughs> working on it anyway okay last thing before break um, I know Studio wants to take a break uh, to, get, to get a couple commercials in but I got one last thing oatmeal versus funny junk Matt Ingham at the, at the oatmeal took them photos of $212,000 raised for the American Cancer Society and World Wildlife Federation and he shoved it in the face of funny junk and the lawyer Bruce uh, Carrion who uh, was also, you know, we, we, we've had experience with this lawyer in the past. He was the lawyer that originally started all the litigation around the domain sex.com, which, in a tangential, strange way, the sex.com lawsuit was what actually founded this radio network. That's a long story. If you ever come across SE Guru, Darren Babin, at, say, uh, 
SES San Francisco slash Connected Marketing Week or at any convention, ask Darren to tell you the story about how sex.com started Webmaster or was the impetus for Webmaster Radio. It's a, it's a hilarious story. Will do. So you must, Dave, you must have followed the, 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 the fight between Matt Ingham and uh, funnyjunk.com. Uh, you know what? Not until the end. And then I saw the picture you're talking about and then went back. <laughs> and researched it back so um so yeah i mean it, it's it's uh, it was and a great compelling image and i mean uh, i don't know if link bait could be done much better than that oh i felt sorry for the guy for his office though i did see how sparse it was but well i was looking at that and you notice how well polished those floors were i'm yep. pretty sure that his office is not nearly that sparse i think they just moved everything to the back corner and got a good shot of Madding, sitting within two hundred and twelve thousand American dollars, laid out on the floor to spell a big F U. <laughs> and you know what? With that kind of money, that is F U kind of money, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got to go um, F off for a couple seconds. We got to take a break for a couple seconds here on Webology. We've got to run some commercials. Uh, pay some bills here on the network. So, friends, you're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 12th of July, 2012. We're coming back with an interesting show today. Our guest is uh, social media social media luminary Fred Sakari. He's going to be coming on at about uh, half past the hour. We're going to be coming back just to uh, shoot some news around again, and then we're going to be Fred on. Uh, stay tuned. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Podcasting at the speed of 
Webmasterradio.fm The Flamethrower Webmasterradio.fm We're everywhere Commercials off Now back to Webcology Only on Webmasterradio.fm Here are the hosts Jim Hedger and Dave Davies Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on Webmasterradio.fm It's 25 past the top of the hour Um... Not sure what time it is if you're listening via podcast, but I assure you, it's 25 past the top of the hour while we're speaking. Um, it is also the 12th of July, 2012. Uh, you're listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio. We're going to be coming back in a f- uh, after the next break, uh, around 35 after the hour, with uh, Fred Sicari, uh, motivational social media guy. Uh, Dave, you, uh, you met Fred at uh, a social media camp in, in Victoria a couple weeks ago. I sure did, yeah, and uh, really a, an incredibly compelling speaker. Um, did just a, a bang up job. You know, every now and then you, you end up at one of those things, and he did the keynote, and you just see somebody who just hits the nail on the head. In, in I mean, he he certainly had some information, but more than that is is sort of the presence and the and, and the the way things are being said and, and the way things are being presented. And I thought, you know, while listening to him, uh, listening to the keynote, I thought. Need to get this guy on the show because he's, you know, just a really fun speaker, um, and, and really manages to put things. Because of course, well, you know the conferences, right? You're speaking to this wide array. I mean, it's it's difficult for a speaker because you're talking to people who, you know, like yourself, um, who have a, an incredibly advanced knowledge base, and then you're talking to people who might be coming there just to find out what this whole social media hubble uh, is. So, um, <laughs> you know, to be able to actually make it in a way that's entertaining for somebody like myself who's you know well acquainted with all this stuff um and then still make it informative for people who don't actually know what they're doing and and he did it by presenting mainly the concepts not going you know and here's the mechanism for you know setting up twitter let's ignore that part <laughs> you can figure that out on your own or whatever but here's the core principles and i thought yeah that's good it's it's you know that's what to teach people these these core principles I mean, I went away with notes going, yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> I think this is a great way to view it, or, or, or this was a good, uh, you know, uh, looking at things a, a little bit different. You know, you know, I know, and it's, it's why things like, um, you know, SES San Francisco and, uh, you know, there's Digital uh, World Expo coming up in September and stuff. It's why those things are so great, because if you go, yep, they can be a little pricey to get there, can be a little pricey to attend. But in a weird way, if you leave with even just one or two new really good ideas... It's worth every penny, <laughs> um, and, and putting a value on on who you get to speak to and, and what these ideas might mean. And, and yeah, I went away from social media camp with uh, with a few really interesting ways of looking at things that I hadn't before. Interesting things I'm running tests on now, and uh, and and Fred was 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 part of that. So that's excellent. Um, I love going to conferences and actually learning something. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's, that's 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 not that's not a knock against any conference speaker at all. It's just, um, I guess at the at the position that we're at in the industry, we absorb everything. Like anything that that goes across the blogs that that gets written about um, that that we're experimenting on, or our 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 peers and colleagues are spending are experimenting on, we all share this information fairly openly with each other, and so you know. The first uh, quarter of my day is just reading. And so you go to a conference, and it's not often that you meet somebody who actually teaches you something that you didn't already know or you haven't already been thinking about. 
And so that, that, that experience is often shocking and wonderful. You know, indeed. And I mean, that's why I find ones, um, you know, like a few of the speakers that I that I was listening to while I was at this one. And it happens at virtually every conference where you hit those ones that are talking more, less about just the, the technical side, because we can look all that up. Right. I mean, it's, sometimes it's interesting, but for the most part at our level, I mean, there's there's some levels where, yep, that's exactly where you're at. You know, some of the basics, you just need that that push onto some of the tools or, or technical aspects, of things. Great. Um but I find the most value for me personally when I'm listening to people and they're talking, they're teaching me a way to think, not just, you know, here's, here's a way to do this or, you know, here's, you know, I did it this way and, and look how this happens, but rather a, a new approach. Like you've looked at whatever infographics like this or running contests like this or blogging like this and, and just putting a different spin and going, here's a way that you might never have thought to look at doing this. And I mentioned that because at social media camp, it was content and there was, there was a woman speaking there and just taught me a different way to look into actually even running a contest. And I was like, okay, okay. That's brand new. I never thought of that before. Um, never thought of doing it this way. Um, and I mean, that's rare. And it was talking about the technical side. I got to figure that out myself. But the ideas there, and it was it was a really interesting, uh, a really interesting experience. And that's those are the sessions I personally really enjoy. But I mean, there's you know I've been on panels talking on the more technical side, and I mean there's certain value for certain visitors there. That's just my personal. I get drawn to the ones with that cover more on principle and stuff like that. So, um, well, how would you feel if you were at a conference and someone started talking about negative SEO? <laughs> <laughs> How's that for a segue, huh? That is a, a fantastic segue. And, you know, I have a feeling that will be a discussion in San Francisco. <laughs> probably many. Probably a few drunken discussions at, like, one in the morning. Um, Dr. Pete, a, a respected fellow in the SEO community, wrote on the uh, SEO Moz blog, were you hit by negative SEO? Question mark. And after reading Dr. Pete's article, I get the feeling he doesn't think uh, that negative SEO exists. What do you think? Um, well, it's, it, it was a good take. I think I, you, know, you, you have to get into that sort of guarded view. I mean, I love the, the graphic. If, if no other reason, and I pinned it, <laughs> if no other reason, go over to the SEO Moz blog just to read the thing just for the graphic. I, I thought it was funny, but that, that's just me. Um, I mean, it's, it's a, I think his, his approach from what he was saying um, basically was was right um, in in sort of the way I think he was putting it out, which is it can be there, but it's mostly going to impact sites that either already have a crappy link profile and you, they just need a little bit to tip them over um, or brand new sites. They don't have a link profile and now it sucks. Um, well, those new sites, you know, you're, you're kind of going to do all right there because you're probably not being found yet. So people probably aren't going to launch attacks on you, right? I mean, that's, you know, who launches a negative SEO attack on somebody who isn't a competitor yet? Right? I mean, it's just, how do you even know that they are there? Uh, I mean, unless you, you know, have a vendetta against a specific human being. But, um, you know, and then going on the other side, which is you just have a crappy link profile, as, as he points out in the article, if 80% of your links are already crappy, it's not going to take much to tip you over. Well, yeah, that's right. But it was kind of your own fault, right? I mean, if if I wanted to, and I don't, let's be clear, I do not. But if I wanted to pull down the SEO Moz, right, launch a negative SEO campaign against SEOmoz.org, I mean, to use them because I'm looking at their domain right now, how much work, like with their existing link profile, 
how brutal a task would it be to get so much crap pointing in there <laughs> that it would offset what they've done, right? That, that it would make it look like an unnatural link profile to, to theirs and that it would be this spike. I mean, because they're accumulating links quite rapidly just on a natural basis. So I have to keep up with that and do more and do it over a, a long term because, you know, Google would, would naturally look at a domain like that and go, well, you have all these good links for years, and then you've got this spike of crappy links over a two-week period. You know, yeah, that's unnatural, but it's unnatural against you. It's not unnatural in your, in your natural, you know, sort of build a thing. So I think he was right. I think it's actually quite difficult to launch a negative SEO campaign, and I think it's going to get harder and harder. I mean, you know, as soon as this happened, the unnatural links, this became a big, I mean, Matt Cutts has been asked about this multiple times. Um, you know, and, and of course, it became a big issue, and you know Google's going to be paying attention to that. The last thing they want is, like, Nike being pulled down, or, you know, BMW, again, but last time was their fault, but, you know, a site like that being hauled down because they've done nothing wrong. Like, you don't want these domains to go down. They're good domains. They should be ranking for what they're ranking for, right? You don't want to yank them down. You don't want negative SEO to impact them. Otherwise, the entire system breaks. So, um, yeah, I, I think he was, he was pretty much on, on point as far as, as, as I you know, have experienced and, and just understanding the pure logic of what Google needs to do. I think it's a, a fantastic article and, and well worth the, the read. I, I think he tongue in cheek and it's totally right of all these people going, it must be negative SEO. My rankings have dropped. Nope. Your links just suck. Right. <laughs> you know? I mean, I've reviewed, I've had people go, I got hit with a panda and no, you didn't. <laughs> your, your, your links sucked. They got devalued, you know, as part of this. You know, yeah, a bunch of unnatural link notices went out. Yours doesn't have one. Your rankings dropped. Look at your links. <laughs> they sucked. So, you know, down your site went. It's a different thing. You're actually in a better spot. All right, let's just get you good links. <laughs> now it's not an issue of beating a penalty. It's just an issue of going, no, your last SEO built some horrible links. Now we need to build some good ones for you. All right, let's come up with some creative ways to get good content on your site that people like. Right? You know, let's look at your user experience. You know, the stuff that you and I have been talking about on this show for years. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, eh? <laughs> oh, by um, the way, Milo, just so you know, this is what SEO is about. It's about good <laughs> content and um, you know, making sure that your uh, client's website isn't spamming. That's what SEO is about, not about what, what you wrote in your little kernel angry magazine. Just want to make sure that uh, Milo uh, Yiannopoulos, who is now writing back to me on Twitter saying I'm preposterous, um, just want to make sure he understands this is what SEO is about. Clarity. Doing a good job for your client. Making, keeping him out of trouble. On that... I'm afraid I want to talk about negative SEO for the rest of the show, but we can't because we have a guest coming on in a few minutes. We're going to be talking about social media, and more importantly, we're going to get we're going to get inspired about how to do social media right. Uh, coming up after the break that we're about to go to, Fred Sakari, a social media motivational speaker. Um, friends, stay tuned. We're going to stop being angry. We're going to start being social, and that's going to be coming up in a couple minutes here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Join the thousands of search and social media marketers at one of the largest events of the year, SES San Francisco 2012, August 13th through the 17th. Learn more at sesconference.com. SES San Francisco 2012 kicks off three days of sessions with a keynote presentation by Google Digital Marketing Evangelist Avinash Kaushik, speaking about business optimization in a digital age. 
Check out Daily Meet the Expert Roundtables, where you can take part in intimate and informative discussions with industry icons. Add over 70 sessions, a crowded expo floor, on-site training at the ClickZ Academy, the big search engine watch eliminator, goodbye, and webmasterradio.fm search bash, and you'll have SES San Francisco 2012, August 13th through the 17th. Register for SES San Francisco 2012 today by clicking on the banner ads from the webmasterradio.fm website or go now to SESConference.com. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn so you can reach us before and after every program. We also feature our exclusive real-time chat room where we welcome all listeners to engage with our show hosts during every live show. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. Keep your headphones handy and the feed loaded. We never stop. Do you? Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined as always by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And today we're both joined by Fred Sicari. Fred was the um, keynote speaker at Victoria's Social Media Camp. Um, Fred, why don't you, uh, you know, give the give the audience the the thirty second lowdown of myself? Uh, on, on, yeah, on, on who you are. Perfect. I'm actually sitting in front of a beautiful body of water and 30 degrees, and I think that's the most important part of where I am in my life right now, <laughs> <laughs> as I do this call. Now, that would but be 30 I'm degrees a corporate... centigrade. <laughs> yes, it would be, yes. <laughs> but I'm, I'm a corporate speaker by trade, so I go to most corporations during their annual conferences. I focus on communication and leadership, but mostly around emotions, emotionally how the brain works, how we make decisions, why we buy things, why we don't, why we connect with some people, why we don't. Okay, well, that, that opens the first line of questioning. Emotionally, how do people relate to Twitter over Facebook or vice versa? Is there, is there a difference in the way people relate to the two different networks? There actually is. Emotionally, you know, there, there are people that... It's almost if you want to put a relation to Twitter, it's about how quickly I can get in, get out, and how many times can I do that on a daily basis. So it's not I want to get 
deep into a topic, I want people to be aware of something that I might have just read that might be available to them, right? But it's not an ongoing conversation as much as the other social media platforms. Okay. Now, I'm going to launch in here. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to get in with a, with a question, and, and sorry to interrupt, Jim, but you and I were chatting before we went to break, um, and uh, Fred, it was, it was about you and, and what we were chatting, you know, what sort of your keynote covered on, on the social media side. Um, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of questions I got, got for you on that, but the thing that I loved most about watching your keynote, and, and, you know, and, and, and I like a lot of sessions like this, is you covered a lot of the the core principles um, that we deal with. I mean, and a lot of them go from, from social media and, and cascade into other business interests, conversions, you know, and, and just that, you know, actually meeting people, you know, in, in, in your place of business, if you're a brick and mortar and these sort of things, what were some of the, what are some of the, the core areas you view and, and that, that go to social media, but also just cover sort of generalized business that people are, are maybe forgetting or, or, or just never knew to do? What are, what are these main things we're trying to do in our, in our relationships with people, and, and how do we make them trust us? You know, that, you, you, have, you have about six most critical questions you could possibly ask in that statement when it comes to social media. Uh, most companies or individuals, when they start their social media campaigns, they're trying to look at the details first, as in, do I want to do Facebook and how to do Facebook? Or should I do Twitter? Or should I do LinkedIn? Or should I do it all? When social media is nothing more than an overall strategy for your business, and we need to really understand the importance of it. Because like any strategy, it could actually ruin your business if you don't do it right. And especially social media, it's given us the greatest opportunity that small people can play with the big boys without costing us too much. But at the same time, it could ruin our business because we could kill all our resources and all our time. So the critical piece to understand with social media is what are you actually trying to do with it? That's the number one question companies need to ask themselves. Why am I starting a social media campaign? Why am I starting Facebook? Why am I starting Twitter? I'll be the first one to know, uh, be the first one to tell you that I hardly use Twitter right now. I have an account that's been ongoing for a while, for a few years, but I'm hardly ever on it. Not because I don't believe in it. I think it's very powerful, but I also know I don't have the resources right now in my schedule to follow through with it for the long term. So I'm not really going to start it because it will harm me in the long term. Right? So that's a key piece to understand with social media is why am I really doing this? Is it because it's a good break for me to spend two hours a day Twittering and Facebooking, or am I really having an objective? That's the biggest key. Like most companies, you ask them, saying, what's the objective of social media? And they'll have all the canned answers possible, but they really have no idea why they're doing it. What is the outcome that they're looking for? Exposure, actual sales, building relationships. Which one is it? Because all your strategies will change based on that answer. You know, it's... It's, it's interesting hearing you say that, Fred. My my business partner, you might actually know him, Alan Kanak. Um, yes. He loves Twitter. He lives on Twitter and spends a yeah. massive amount of time there and he gets, he gets, he gets a good response rate. Now, I love people Mr. that love Twitter because they tweet everything over and over again. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm Mr. Right. Facebook. You know, I, I, I spend a huge amount of time on Facebook. I, I like the long-term uh, relationships that, that, that seem to come from every post. Um. If you were to place, and I know it's all it's all very goal oriented, 
um, and objective-oriented. But if you were to place a value on a – I'm hoping you're going to settle a bet here. If you're able to place a value on a Facebook post, the longevity of a Facebook post, and the longevity of a tweet, where would your money sit? Okay, to, to actually answer your specific question, the longevity of a Facebook post will last longer. doesn't mean it's more impactful, right? Just because of how the platform works, it can stay longer. More people will see it because what happens with Twitter is unless you catch it at that specific time, you're never seeing it again, right? But with Facebook, it can actually come back. When somebody tweets, when, when somebody replies to your comment even after the fact, it could come back to someone's wall because of it. Right, But that does not mean Facebook is more powerful than Twitter. I don't think there is one social media platform out there that is more powerful than the other one. The one that is the most powerful one is the one that you actually have a specific strategy for and focusing on that one. Right? So if your partner does Twitter and he's good at it and he, he focuses on Twitter, he follows through with Twitter, then that is way more powerful than playing with Facebook. Now, something I think blends nicely, and I don't know if you'll you'll remember the reference because yeah, I think it was just sort of one of the offhand sort of comments you'd given. But something I wrote in my blog post um, while I was I was blogging during your keynote um, was something you well I referred to it in my blog anyway as the barbecue effect. Um, do, now, do you remember the the uh, okay? Um, and, and I think that ties in nicely. Can you explain what the barbecue effect was and how it, you know, it, it, to me it defines a great attitude that I think people fall down a lot on on social media. Um, and I think it, the way you worded it was was really quite eloquent well, and, and made it hit home. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. The barbecue effect came into play as an analogy because I love food, period. Right? <laughs> so it just makes it just yeah, it's true. And, you know, it's amazing. On a side note with that piece, that is what social media is about. It's, it's social. We want people to share who they are as people, not sell me your products and services. Right? That's what your website's for. But social media means let me get to know you as a person. Let me get to know you as a business. What's your true identity in that business? Right? And when it comes to the barbecue effect, I say simply social media at any platform is this. You have a barbecue on a Sunday afternoon. You invite some of your closest friends, and you also ask them to invite any one of their closest friends if they want to come. It's an open barbecue. Your friends show up. Uh, John, one of your closest friends for 20 years, shows up with a friend of theirs you've never met. And then all of a sudden, 20 minutes into the barbecue, you actually shut the lights down. you got to ask people to come inside for a few minutes and say, before you can eat your burgers, I just want to show you a quick 15-minute PowerPoint on a new product I'm about to sell in my company. And if you were to do that, how do you think they would feel at that moment in time, no matter what kind of a relationship you had with them at that point in time? They could have been your friend for 20 years, or it could have been a stranger that came in with your friend. Right? They're not going to be happy, and they're not going to come back, because they're there to connect with you. They're there to have a fun barbecue with you. And that's what social media is. I don't really, honestly, I don't care that you go have Starbucks every morning at 8 in the morning and what you're ordering. Right? <laughs> That's not what I want to see. I like, you know, it's, it's, you know, just because your spouse is not listening to you for those things, I don't need to listen to it. Right? <laughs> Social media means I want to know who you are as a person. Can I trust you? Can I get to know you? Can I rely on you? Because that's who people do business with. 
they don't do business with people because they have the best price and best products, right? We make decisions based on emotion, how we feel, right? So we do business with people based on how they make us feel. And if we don't know who they are as people, we have no idea how we feel about them. Well, I think that's that's a great point. I mean, it touches on, on another one of the things you'd mentioned at social media camp. Now, you liken social media to a cocktail and not diluting. And, you know, nobody wants a cocktail diluted with ice. right? And you're right. And, and, and to your point, you know, don't dilute your social media with a bunch of crap. Um, you know, you can have that personal aspect. It doesn't all have to be business. They want to know about you, too. But, um, you know, the idea that, yeah, it, when I have Starbucks in the morning, not really relevant. If I check in at the office, all right, maybe that's more relevant. But I didn't need to check in at Starbucks 10 minutes before. Um, no, that's a, I don't that's, need to know it every morning that you have a Starbucks coffee. Every morning that's your status. Really? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but if your outcome is to build a relationship, then that's the wrong strategy. Right. If your outcome is that Facebook is my way of just releasing my mind and just having some fun and just not focusing on work and just kind of sharing stuff, then fine, so be it. There's nothing wrong with that. But that is why it's so important to understand what your outcome is. Why are you doing social media? And one of the most powerful outcomes you can have, social media is nothing more than a vehicle to get people to their home base. And what's your home base? Your home base might be your website, or you might have a storefront, so forth. You want to keep building that relationship on your social media platform so people sit there and say, I want to go see John. I'll give you a perfect example. Here in the Okanagan, uh, there are these two incredible ladies that have a cupcake store called Cupcations. I don't eat cupcakes. I don't eat too much junk food, right? But uh, they're, they're incredible on Facebook. And on July 1st, they had a little post of saying we're celebrating a fourth-year anniversary. Come by and grab a free cupcake. I don't eat cupcakes. What did I do the first thing in the morning? I got in the car. I drove over to their store. That's their home base. They use their social media to get people to their home base. And I ate a cupcake. And I took a picture with them. We had some fun. And then I came back. That's the essence of social media. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, you, you, you made a great point, and you went there first time. And next time, if, you know, a, a birthday comes up or something, what are you going to think about, right? I mean, that's a, a great exactly. use of it. Yeah, um, a long-term relationship. That's what it, you're building, right? But um, when it comes to the cocktail piece, that's a very powerful piece, where it's the social media, you're trying to build relationships with key people. And most people build social media platforms based on their ego to sit there and say, look how many people I have on my social media. It's not about how many people you have. It's the quality of people that you have. Just like when I have a barbecue in my backyard, I want the quality friends showing up, not just anybody walking down the street. Right? And it's just like that cocktail drink when you order a gin and tonic. You know, I love gin and tonics, but I hardly ever order it when we go on a patio because they put a small glass with so many ice cubes so you take one sip, and it's gone. So then I say, okay, two options. One, ask for less ice cubes and more water. But now I'm diluting what I really want, which is the gin. So the option two is, well, maybe I'll wait longer until the ice cubes melt, so I'll have more liquid. Well, now I'm diluting the, water, the gin again, right? And that's what social media does when you chase ego, think how many people you have. If you don't have relevant people, you're actually diluting the quality people that you have. Now, you bring up a good point, and it's funny because you touched on the next thing I wanted to, to chat with you about, which was, well, 
the, the sort of ego collection side of things. Um, if you looked at, say, you know, different social media, you know, Twitter versus Facebook, I mean, Twitter is much easier to, to just grab numbers and, you know, that sort of thing. Whereas on Facebook, you know, it's a much more, as, as Jim touched on why he likes it, a much more personal uh, kind of thing. What he likes is that relationship side. Is there certain social media profiles where it just doesn't really matter? Maybe you don't want to cater to the numbers, but you know, see, you know, seeking numbers is, is a fine thing to do. Um, or, or does that sort of cascade in your mind to all of them and go, no, stay focused all the time um, on your, your core? If, if I was going to answer yes or no to that question, I would say stay focused to your core. does not mean the more numbers you have is bad. The more numbers you have is more, extremely powerful. But do not replace quality just for the sake of having more numbers. So if you can increase your numbers, increase your strategy focus to increase the numbers of the quality people. Right? It's almost like some of these services out there where you could uh, you know, pay a hundred bucks uh, one shot and you get all of a sudden a thousand uh, people liking your fan page. It just dilutes your gin and tonic. <laughs> and that would be They're, a they're not your market. Yeah. That is a terrible, terrible thing to do to a good gin and tonic, and it's a terrible thing to do <laughs> yeah, to a good social media effort. <laughs> so, exactly, uh, Fred, right? I am so sorry, man, but we got to leave it at there. We're, we've gone through the, the segment, and I feel like we've hardly begun. Um, I know, I'm just getting warmed up. <laughs> well, that, that just means you have to come back on the show again. <laughs> I would love it. It's always a pleasure with you guys. <laughs> uh, we'd love to have you back on. Fred Sakari, um, what, 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 if people want to engage with you, Fred, if they want to get advice off you, how would they get a hold of you? Uh, you can just Google my name for everything. There's a fan page. I would love to connect to people on the fan page if they're on you. If they're your listeners, then we definitely can connect with the right people for each other. So it's just my name, Facebook slash Fred Sakari, or you can go right to my website, which is fredsakari.com, S-A-R. K-A-R-I. Fred Sarkari, thank you so much for joining us here on Webcology. Friends, we've gone through a whole other hour. Um, I don't even know if Dave and I have time to do any banter at the end, so we're not gonna. Um, so on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk.co, this is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media. Thank you for joining us on Webcology today, the 12th of July, 2012. Stay tuned to webmasterradio.fm. There's amazing content coming up on the network after these messages. <laughs> 